time for the Thursday free-for-all on the, on the airwaves, the Infinity Project. Good evening, everybody. It's Thursday night here at Beyond the Airways, the Infinity Project, or as I like to call it, Friday Eve. Yeah, we're almost there. Hang in there, everybody. <laughs> anyway, since it is Thursday, that means it's time for the Thursday free-for-all. We're going to have stories that will make you laugh, think, cry, get upset, get angry, fire off a rant rocket, or five. <laughs> so, be prepared for anything. I'm your host for tonight. I am Oddball Extreme. I'm currently joined in the line by two of my crazy cohorts. First, we have Red Ranger Tim. Good evening to you, sir. Good evening, my dear. We also have our resident Joker on the line. Good evening to you, sir. Good evening, everyone. How's it going? Happy Thursday. Yeah. And we have Ash oh, in the chat room. Yeah. Hey, Ash. Hey, Ash. Yep. And our Asian magician, let's just see, she's got some, uh, she had some unexpected company come over because, let's just say, her brother had a very bad allergic reaction to ibuprofen. We'll put it that way. Ooh, that's bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's, so, you know, that's that's nobody's, you know, I mean, he probably didn't realize he had a, react, a terrible reaction to ibuprofen, which... You know, it's just like me finding out, you know, at forty at forty three years old last year, I find out that I cannot have gluten, whole wheat, and all and a lot of other stuff. It's like you gotta be kidding. It's like last two days I've been so tempted to want to eat some of those Hershey's Kisses that were left over on the table. <laughs> it's like no, I'm not gonna eat it. All right. Anyway, why don't we go ahead and get to the meat and potatoes of this and. Tim, you had posted something, and I think I'm going to let you go first. Thank you, Madia. You're welcome. I, would, I, like to, I think we need to start off with an extreme rant rocket for this one. If you would please All fire right. away. All right. Everybody, hold on. There it is. Take cover. <laughs> in the chat. Oh, you've already you've already copied it. Okay, good. good. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, some of you probably remember some of the different uh, viral challenges that have been going on. Some of them rather lighthearted, like the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge to raise money for awareness for ALS and whatnot. But now there's a new dangerous viral game going around 
called Momo Challenge. And in, in the light of the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge, the Tide Pod Challenge, this one may very well be the most serious of all of them, not degrading the seriousness of the others, simply because of what the game encourages users to do and what will happen if they don't do it. This story comes at us out of New Jersey, was posted today on uh, uh, WGN-TV's website out of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the Tribune Media Wire says a disturbing viral trend called the Momo Challenge centers around a creepy image of a woman. Children as young as six years old have reportedly been swept up into the challenge, which promises death. Yeah, that's right, death to victims who don't follow the orders of the character. The Brick Township Board of Education in New Jersey sent home a warning letter stating the Momo Challenge can be found on Facebook or through WhatsApp and is disturbing in nature. And let me interrupt myself for just a second. I've seen the picture of the woman. And those of you, uh, my colleagues in the studio, I hope have both seen the video that's attached to the article. That thumbnail is the picture of the woman. That in and of itself is pretty darn creepy. I'll tell you that much. It starts off by challenging the receiver to perform small tasks and quickly escalates to more serious violent acts and requests photographs for proof. First graders at Warren H. Wolf Elementary School in Brick have faced bullying and threats of violence because of MOMO, the Asbury Park Press reports. Other school officials have been reacting quickly. This includes Corpus Christi Montessori School in Texas, which compared the ordeal to Slenderman, the fictional horror character that inspired two 12-year-old girls to attack another girl, stabbing her 19 times in 2014. The victim survived. And we talked about that in one of the very first episodes of Secrets of the Unknown, when yep. the Joker, ironically, hosted about Creepy Pasta. Well, this kind of takes it to a whole new level, if you will. In Colombia, a 12-year-old girl and 16-year-old boy killed themselves after participating in the challenge, the Daily Mail reports, citing local media. The game starts when a person adds a phone number belonging to Momo, a woman with large eyes and a sharp grip. A participant has then set various challenges before ultimately being told to kill themselves. If they do not, they are threatened with a curse, the Daily Mail reports. The Brick Township letter offered the following takeaways for concerned parents. If your children already have social media accounts, you need to be talking to them about this, as well as smartly monitoring what's happening on their pages. Websites such as the Child Mind Institute, Safe Search Kids, and parenting offer more information on monitoring children's social media issues. And I must stress this very last paragraph of the article for everybody. If you or someone you know is considering suicide, please contact the U.S. National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK, 
which is 8255. It is a free 24-7 service that offers support, information, and local resources. You can mm-hmm. also visit suicide.org forward slash suicide hyphen hotline dot html for additional hotlines within your state. Mm-hmm. I cannot stress that enough. If you're feeling suicidal, please, please, please seek help for it. Do not let mm-hmm. what appears to be a harmless challenge bully you into taking your own life if you cannot or will not do what it wants you to do. To me and to my colleagues, this is not a game. Mm-hmm. Not Agreed. even close. Yeah, this this definitely kind of goes in line with the whole Slender Man thing. Like, what in the world? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, unfortunately, speaking of suicide, I had found this out this morning, actually from two meteorologists, because the person who committed suicide was a meteorologist herself. Was it from the Momo Challenge? No, it's not. Oh. Or it could be. There's really no details yet. But I'll put it this way. Uh, this, is a, this is a meteorologist in Detroit. Let me put that there and put this in the chat. I'll be right back. Okay. Yeah, because what happened was. I will too. Okay. Uh, let's see. While we're waiting, because I really do want to tell this story. Oh. <laughs> All right. So while we're waiting, I want to make sure I get. I, right. This is the right article, but oh, goodness. Mm. Let's see. <laughs> uh, okay, trying to think here. Uh, what I want to do. Let's see. Oh, yeah, I could play this. I have very large, hairy blank. Oh, my. <laughs> yes. And also. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am. And I'll tell you this, after last night's craziness with the, you know, having our Christmas classics be ruined, <laughs> there's only one thing to say. Anyone who thinks I will ever not want to hear Baby It's Cold Outside, well, Pop that's... Gunk. I beg your pardon. I said Poppycock! I'm back. Welcome back. Both came back. All right, both guys came back at the same time. All right, so, all right, I think I have posted. Yes, I did. Okay, I posted the stories in both chats. So, here's what's going on. Uh, this is out of uh, CBS 62 in Detroit, and this is the unfortunate story. Jessica Starr, Fox 2 meteorologist, died by suicide at age 35, and this was posted today. All right, so. Jessica Starr, meteorologist for WJVK-TV, Fox 2, has died, the station said Thursday. The news outlet reported that Starr committed suicide Wednesday night. Fox 2 anchor Amy Andrews broke the news in a tweet Thursday morning. Our hearts are broken, she wrote. Last night we were informed our Jessica Starr took her life. 
Her Fox 2 family is in deep shock and cannot believe such a wonderful, bright, and intelligent woman is gone. Keep her family in your prayers in the coming days as we all deal with our grief. Let's see. Fox 2 released this statement. Last night, we were informed of the heartbreaking news that our friend and colleague, meteorologist Jessica Starr, took her life. All of us here at Fox 2 are in deep shock and cannot believe that such a wonderful, bright, and intelligent individual will no longer be with us. Her family and friends will be in our thoughts and prayers in the coming days as we, as we deal with our grief. Starr was a Michigan native, born in Southfield, and raised in Commerce Township. She was living in Novi at the time of her death. According to her bio at the station's website, she had two meteorology degrees from Michigan State University and Mississippi State University. She had been with Fox 2 since 2012. Star's last tweet was from November 14th, reading apart. Yesterday was a struggle. Yesterday was a struggle for me. I really wanted to come back but need more time to recover. Please keep me in your thoughts and prayers during this challenging time. In October, Star received the smile LASIK surgery for vision correction. According to her Facebook page, following the surgery, she was out of work for several weeks. Star leaves behind a husband and two children. And like Tim had with his last paragraph, I'm going to stress this one. If you or a loved one is feeling distressed, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. The Crisis Center provides free and confidential emotional support 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Uh, Call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255, which is talk, or you can text 741-741. But that's just terrible. It is. Uh, maybe she would. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if it has to do with the Momo challenge. I don't really think that's the case. It looks to me like, like she was having a hard time recovering from the LASIK surgery. But I'll bet there was probably something way deeper than that. Very well could be. Mm-hmm. So if you're out there and you have teenagers who are on Facebook, on WhatsApp, or any other kind of social media, please be talking to them. Let them mm-hmm. know what's going on. Right. And let them know that if they run into this challenge, that this is not a game. No, it's not. And JJ's in the chat room. Hey, JJ. But, Yeah. That's just sad. But you know what? Let's lighten things up just a little bit. Have a little bit of fun. Because, you know, right about now we could use it. How how would you feel if you had a... Uh, if you had chocolate all over the street? Oh, my. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Because believe it or not, I actually saw this story on the Weather Channel first. And, it's like, and I saw the picture like... Are you kidding me? It's chocolate? <laughs> of course, here's the thing. Some people will think, what a mess. Others could think, all that lost chocolate. There was actually a point even blowtorches had to get used. So. That's funny. Oh, I know. This is, it's got to be the weirdest thing these firefighters have ever had to get a call for. And this took place on Monday. So here's what happened. This is out of Berlin. 
Firefighters in the town of Wurl, spelled W-E-R-L, in western Germany, tackled an unusual emergency late on Monday when a tank at a local firm making liquid chocolate overflowed and poured out onto a street. About a ton of chocolate ran out into the yard and from there onto the street, a spokesman for the World Fire Department said in a statement. The firefighters closed off the street and shoveled the chocolate, about 108 square feet, to one side before a specialist cleaning company cleaned the road. Despite this heartbreaking incident, it is unlikely that a chocolate-free Christmas is imminent in Whirl, the fire department said. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, my. And if you see the picture, look how smooth that chocolate is. That's crazy. Oh, Janet is in the queue. Oh, yeah. Yep. Janet's gotcha. in the queue. Got it. Hi. Hey, you made Hello. it. You made it. Aggravating puppies. Uh. Now, all they needed to do was to put a layer of marshmallows and nuts on the top of that. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Figure out a way to get a graham cracker underneath all that, and then put marshmallows on it, and then another graham cracker, giant graham cracker on top of that. That the would become the world's biggest more. The world's exactly. That would have been great for the world record books right there. <laughs> Well, that hot pile of chocolate is. Mm-hmm. Well, but I've got a what a waste of chocolate, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. That's when I. That's when I put that. That's why I put it in the link. I said some people will think what a mess. Others could think all that lost chocolate. I was one of. All right. How would you like another funny? Sure. I will try to post the link into the thing and hope it works. Okay. All right. Also, okay. hello, Janet. Hi, Mike. Sorry about that. No, it's you're just... fine. Normally, normally I'm never on the show on Thursday nights because I'm at Nav Night. But since Nav Night's done for 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 the semester because of winter break, I get to come on the show again. Yay! Are you gonna brave naughty Mad Libs? I don't know for sure yet. I mean, I mean, Friday is still up, up in the air. I make okay, it I can't get the link to work. Okay. Um, this is courtesy of Woke Sloth. Okay. By at the Good Lord Above. <laughs> this guy decided he would turn himself into the police department after seeing he was. Wanted by the Richland Police Department, <laughs> and I'm going to read the the posts that they posted in the article. Wanted Wednesday, Anthony Acres, 38, is wanted by the Department of Corrections for failure to comply. If you have any information, please call blah 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 blah. His reply when he saw that, calm down, I'm going to turn myself in. Few pre- mm-hmm. previous replies. Hey Anthony, we haven't seen you. E- okay, this guy responded to his own wanted post on Facebook. Larity followed. Police departments often use social media and social networking to catch criminals by posting wanted signs <coughs> and posts to their accounts. And many times they catch the people they're looking for with the help of regular citizens looking to participate in a little law and order. But recently, the Richland, Washington Police Department posted a wanted poster for a criminal for failure to comply and had 
I had no idea they'd received help from the wanted man himself. <clears throat> the department announced they were looking for Anthony Akers for failure to comply, and before they knew it, Akers himself had responded to their post. Okay, and then uh, that just repeated the post over again. 38-year-old said he was going to turn himself in, and the department even replied with their business hours to be accommodating. On top of it, they offered Akers a ride to the station if he needed one. Calm down, I'm going to turn myself in, he replied. Hey, Anthony, we haven't seen you yet. Our business hours are 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. Of course, if you need a ride, you can call non-emergency and then give the non-emergency number, and we will pick you up. But he admitted he couldn't turn himself in just yet. He had to tie up a couple of loose ends, and he left the department still wondering where he was. Uh, and this is from the Richland Police Department. Thank you for tying up a couple loose ends since I will probably be in there for a month. Should be in there in the next 48 hours. Now, that was from Anthony Agers to the police department. Has he turned okay. himself in, Richland, according the police department? Mm-hmm. He has, Dylan Olson replied, he is not. He's another police officer. And then, so Akers, Anthony Akers, a man's word is all he's got sometimes, and it seems like you don't keep your word. So Akers had a pretty honest response. Dear RPD, it's not you, it's me. I obviously have a commitment issues. I apologize for standing you up, but let me make it up to you. I will be there no later than much than lunchtime tomorrow. I know you have no reason to believe me after what I did to you, but I promise that if I don't make it on my own by lunchtime tomorrow, I will call for a ride to assist me with my com- commitment issues. <laughs> one was one's a little bit on the scary side the other one is a very sad one 
Yeah. Do we have any Rant Rocket worthy ones for tonight? Actually, we fired it off already, thanks to Tim and the Momo Challenge. What, what? now? Uh, catch me up to speed, would you? Okay. Tim, how about you explain it? So basically, Jan, do you remember the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge and the Tide Pod Challenge? Yes. How can I forget well, those? Well, this is basically the next step up from that. <laughs> What it is, is it's a, a game, with game being in quotes, that's comparable to Slender Man. And it begins when a person adds a phone number belonging to a woman named Momo, who has large eyes and a sharp grin. The participant is then sent various challenges before ultimately being told to kill themselves. If they do not... They're threatened with a curse. And what it does is it challenges the participant to perform small tasks and it quickly escalates to more serious violent acts and it requests photographic proof that its request was carried out. Mm. In other words, this is a very, very, very dangerous game. And it's not really even like game per se. Uh, that's worse than the other two. You're right. Mm-hmm. I posted the link there. in the uh, Facebook group if you want want to read yeah. the associated article. Okay, I'll uh, Janet, check it out in the morning. All right, Janet, listen, you're kind of breaking up just a little bit. Oh, there's noise in the background. I said I will. Check it out in the morning. Yeah, we we heard it. You're okay right now. It's just every once in a while it starts crackling. Yeah, okay. But anyway, thank you for catching catching me up, all right? You're welcome. Mhm. Oh. Oh, yeah. I've got to share this cuz basically in a nutshell you see, I like Jason Momoa because he seems like the guy. He seems like a guy you could be next door to, and you wouldn't have to worry about anything. Because you know he's big, he's built. But one thing I definitely like is his um, making sure his Hawaiian roots get passed down to his kids. Oh yeah, hey, his daughter didn't do half bad. No, it's happening again, Janet. You're you're garbling really, really bad. Yeah, it's got to be. The chill with this phone line, thank you. Mm-hmm. We're on digital, but anyway, his daughter looks like she was doing pretty good. Mhm. Yeah, I love you know, tradis- I love how traditional rocks, especially when Jason breaks that trident. <laughs> oh my! Boom! I've already <laughs> seen the video, so I'm not. I have watch too, it. but. That's what you get for going to the premiere in New Zealand, and you go the and you the traditional haka or the it's the Maori ceremonial dance. Uh huh. Yeah, that is. You go back to that. Be, you know. Yeah, she thinks that makes you think that high school in Hawaii that always does the does this at their graduation ceremony. So. Uh huh. 
you know. Okay, this is a little disgusting. I didn't find an article on it, but I saw it on the news. Okay. I don't know which Arizona county it was in, but a sheriff's deputy got... Hold on. Okay. Let me shut the door where the dogs are in. Okay. But they're not going to settle down until everybody goes to bed, so... Yeah. But this sheriff's deputy got called to the scene of a death. This man passed away. Mm-hmm. His body cam showed him stealing $500 from the guy. Ooh. And it was caught Ooh. on his body cam. Mm-mm-mm. Can I you say caught red-handed? Oh, yes. Suffice to say, he no longer has a job. Uh, no. He ought to be arrested, too. Right. I think he was. I didn't catch the whole article. Okay. That wasn't good to wait when it thought. showed up on the news this morning. But can you imagine that? Oh God. The the people whose loved one passed noticed the money missing. Mhm. So they replayed his body cam footage. That's how he got busted. Yeah, but honestly, yep. honestly, this is this is why. You know, citizens and the authorities don't, you know, citizens don't trust authorities that much. The problem is, not every cop is bad. It's like, unfortunately, the problem is, guess what? The bad cops are the ones who get the spotlight, and they tarnish the reputations of the good ones. Yeah. One bad apple don't spoil the whole bunch, but it sure does tarnish silver real, tarnish the gold real bad. Hmm. You know what I I mean? Yeah. But that is just totally disgusting. Yeah. Probably didn't like his police department, his police pay. Yeah. Either that or maybe... (laughs) Either that, or maybe he thought that the guy was dead and he could try to get away with it, right? Right, but the body cam doesn't lie. Nope. And yeah, living next door to him, I wouldn't trust him. Nope, and guess what, Janet? You're beginning to break up just a little bit again. How's this? It's better. Keep talking. Keep talking. Hello, hello. Okay. That's better. There we go. That's better. There we go. I don't know what the deal is with my phone. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. I've gone over. I've gone over to Rotten Tomatoes because let's see. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse that's out tomorrow or in some places tonight. And let's just say. Yeah. Not quite at a hundred percent. It's at ninety-eight percent. Damn. I was I was actually gonna see that tonight, but a friend of mine was not able to like make it because she was very tired from from work. So I'm gonna see it again soon, or see it soon. Okay, that's fine. I'm planning on seeing that one on Sunday after I see Aquaman Saturday night. Because I'm one of those people, there are four, I've I've never had this happen. 
four movies I want to see in just over two weeks. Well, do you still have money on your gift card? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I still have money on the gift card thanks to the Batman Batman Mask of the Phantasm fiasco. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, get this. Spider-Man the Spider-Verse, 98. Mortal Engines, 27%. They tried to do too much in that movie from what little bit I've seen in the... Yeah, I'll put it to you this way. I think Spider—I think Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse will be sending Mortal Engines to the repair shop. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Because, let's see. Uh, now, there's this guy. There's a guy I follow. His name is John Campia. Okay, he's a regular on YouTube. So, what, and what happened was he said, uh, "This is a possible prediction." Mortal Engines could make as little as $10 million this weekend. Damn. And uh, that's not good. Because I think the budget is somewhere like $150 million. So this could be the third bomb in a month and a half. Oh, you want to know something? Have you looked at some of those special effects? Yeah. That is why they're probably so damn, the movie's so damned expensive. Mm-hmm. Expensive to make, but the we see. Let's put it this way: um, the Nightcracker in the Four Realms did not did not do very well at the theater at all. We thought that could be the flop of the year. No, along comes Robin Hood. <laughs> and that's not the flop of the year. Here comes Mortal Engines. Yep. Yeah. So ex- so you can expect Mortal Engines to be sent to the repair shop. <laughs> yeah. I think it's already sputtering on it, sputtering its way there. Yeah. Well, what's really sad about this? This is from Peter Jackson. You know, he did all of the Hobbit movies, Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. So that would explain the other the overabundance of special effects. Yeah. And it's one of the it's one of those that's worked with the Weta workshops. Oh God. Mm-hmm. No wonder they were late getting Thunderbirds or Go out. Yeah. This is fine. Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. That's why they were late You're getting fine. Thunderbirds to go out. They were doing that movie. Yeah, that's probably it. Is you know what a workshop, what a workshop. You know they're they're busy doing the movies, TV shows, so forth and so on. So. Okay. But, hey, you can't blame them for Mortal Engines plop. No. Yeah, it's just that, unfortunately, there are people that just are not interested. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I said, me, I'm going to be seeing Aquaman Saturday. I'm going to see Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse on Sunday. And sometime before Christmas, or some, or maybe a little after Christmas, I'm going to see both Bumblebee and welcome to Marwin, because this has got to be the first time I've ever had a situation where I'm gonna. I want to see four different movies in a two-week period. So, uh, oh. let's see. Uh, what else is new? 
Let's see. Oh, yes, Bumblebee. Bumblebee has a 97% Rotten Tomatoes rating. What does that tell you? The fact that Michael Bay is not the director? I'm in. <laughs> Dang. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of Transformer fans out there that don't like Michael Bay and what he's done right. for the Right. But thankfully, it is Travis Knight who is the director this time, and the fact they've got Bumblebee looking like a VW bug. They got Optimus Prime. They added Soundwave, Shockwave. That's that's that surprised the hell out of me when I saw Shockwave. I was like, whoa, Shockwave's in there, and he looks like Shockwave. He doesn't look like anything else. He looks like the real Shockwave from the '80s. So, in other words, new director sounds like he's a old school fan. Exactly. And that's a good way to uh, honor the roots, mm-hmm. is to go back to the old way, which Michael Bay admitted that, you know, as mm-hmm. far as the first movie is concerned. Where he went wrong, though, was that he didn't go with Frank Walker as Megatron. He went with Hugo Weaving instead. Mm-hmm. And just the way some of the Transformers look in the movie... Didn't mm-hmm. even come close to the way they looked in the '80s. The only real exception I could make to that is Megatron, because for obvious reasons they can't have him transforming into a Walter P. Mannequin anymore. Mm. Yeah. In which case, in which case, I would suggest they go with his Generation Two form, which was a tank. Mm-hmm. But overall, I I just don't think they tried it hard enough to uh, honor the roots. They Uh say, oh, well, we did that by bringing Peter Cullen. Well, yeah, that'll give you a little bit. Yeah. But you really could have done so much more with it. Right. All right, well, guess what? Um... Something came up. Something came up like today. Um, if you're familiar with the name Eliza Dushku, she was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and she had been on the show Bull with Michael Weatherly, but she was written off the show after confronting him about remarks he made that left her feeling uncomfortable. But CBS decided to pay her eight. I mean, sorry, nine point five million dollars to settle the harassment claim. Okay, that's got to tell you something. Yeah. So I'm going to post that in both both chats here. Now, I'll tell you something odd. Um, the Facebook Messenger on the Facebook on my Google page is not working. But I actually have the Messenger desktop app, and it is working. That's odd. My Messenger on Facebook proper is working. That's good, because somehow mine is not. All right. So. I've got the uh, the desktop, not the desktop app, but the actual Facebook on there. And I also mm-hmm. have it on my phone. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see. 
Here's the story. Uh, in March 2017, Eliza Dushku, an actress known for her work on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, signed on to play a major role in three episodes of the CBS primetime drama Bull, and there were plans to make her a full-time cast member. Her time on the set began promisingly. The show star Michael Weatherly, a mainstay of CBS's primetime lineup for 15 years, seemed friendly. And a producer and writer on Bull, Glenn Gordon Caron, told Ms. Dushku she would, be more, she would be more than a love interest. Then came a series of comments that made Miss Dusku uncomfortable. In front of the cast and crew, Mr. Weatherly remarked on her appearance and made a rape joke and a comment about a threesome. So after Miss Dusku confronted the star about his behavior, she was written off the show. She believed her time on Bull came to a sudden end as a result of retaliation. After she went through mediation with CBS, the company agreed to a confidential settlement that would pay her $9.5 million, roughly the equivalent of what Miss Dusku would have earned if she had stayed on as a cast member for four seasons. Details of Ms. Dusku's experiences on Bull and the confidential settlement she reached with the company emerged during the course of an investigation that began in August, when the CBS Corporation Board hired the law firms Covington and Burling and Debevoise and Plimpton to examine accusations of sexual misconduct made by several multiple women against Leslie Moonves, the company's former chief executive. The board also instructed the outside lawyers to investigate cultural issues at all levels of CBS. In a draft of the investigation report, which was reviewed by the New York Times, the lawyer said the company's handling of Ms. Dushku's complaints was not only misguided, but emblematic of larger problems at CBS. When faced with instances of wrongdoing, the company had a tendency to protect itself at the expense of victims, the investigators wrote. Ms. Dushku declined to comment for this article. In a statement on Wednesday, CBS confirmed the settlement and pledged to improve working conditions. The alleged... The alleged... The allegations in Ms. Dushku's claims are an example of that while we remain committed to a culture defined by a safe, inclusive, and respectful workplace, our work is far from done, the statement said. The settlement of these claims reflects the projected amount that Ms. Dushku would have received for the balance of her contract as a series regular, as was determined in, mutually, in a mutually agreed-upon mediation process at the time. In an email statement to the Times, Mr. Weatherly apologized for his behavior with Ms. Dushku. During the course of taping our show, I made some jokes mocking some lines in the script, Mr. Wardley said in a statement. When Eliza told me she wasn't comfortable with my language and my and attempted at humor, I was mortified to have offended her and immediately apologized. After reflecting on this further, I better understand that what I said was both not funny and not appropriate, and I am sorry and regret the pain this caused Eliza. Let's see. Uh, and there's more to this. Written off. Let's see. I'm going to stop there because really that's not going to be um, that's not really important at this point. Because there's a whole lot of there's a whole lot more to read and it's like eh, I don't know if that's going to work or not. So if you want to read it that's fine. I'll leave you to it. I like this. Me in November. I will make a beautiful handcrafted gift for everyone I love. Me in December. I love two people. (laughs) Oh, my. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just see. Mm. Well, let's see. Trying to see. Oh, 
Keith Richards has given up drinking. It was time to quit. And it was posted yesterday. <laughs> this is in the last thing. All right, let's see. Put that in there. And then put that in this in the Facebook chat here. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. I had dogs to bed. Ah, gotcha. All right, well, here's something interesting. Keith Richards has given up drinking. It was time to quit. Who? So, Keith Richards from the Rolling Stones. Oh, no. Him give up drinking? Yep. Yeah, he said, ask what, yeah, he said, ask whether it had been an adjustment to his lifestyle. The the legendary guitarist quipped, you can call it that, yeah. (laughs) The Rolling Stones' Keith Richards has revealed that he has cut back drastically on his drinking, admitting in a new interview that it was time to quit. Richards, who will turn 75 on the 18th, is speaking ahead of the North American leg of the veteran band's No Filter Tour, which kicks off in Miami in April 2019. Let's see. Richards Richards now has now told Rolling Stone that he's recurring his drinking for about a year now, revealing that he pulled the plug on it. I got fed up with it. Well, the guitarist conceded that that he still has a glass of wine occasionally and a beer. He said that it was the right time to make the change. It was time to quit, Richards said, just like all the other stuff. Asked if it had been an adjustment, he quipped, You didn't call it that, yeah, but I don't notice any difference, really, except for I don't drink. I wasn't feeling right. I've done it. I didn't want that anymore. Richard's bandmate Ronnie Wood was also sitting in on the interview and said that he'd noticed changes in Richard since he cut back on his drinking. He's a pleasure to work with, much more mellow, Wood observed. He's open to more ideas, whereas before I'd kind of grit my teeth and go, he's going to give me some shit for saying this. Now he'll say, that's cool, man. Well, hey, now if only Mick Jagger could take a example. Yeah. Anyway, excuse me, hold on. Look at this yawn out. It just wasn't working anymore, you know, Wood added about Richard's drinking. I think that I think the Keith that we used to know and love had this cutoff point where if he had one more, he'd go over the top and he'd be nasty. The cutoff point became shorter and shorter, you know, and he realized that. I was lucky to get on the wagon when I did and was ready for all the stuff that came at me, cancer and all that. He continued about his 2010 sobriety and 2018 cancer scare. Luckily, it was all in one place, and I had it removed. I got my life again. I got a second chance, and my little girls and my whole life is now so much better. I think Keith is seeing that kind of thing as well. And then he went on to the beers for a little while. He cut down solely, and now you know. Good luck to him. If he's going to keep it up, I'll be there full support. Richards added that it was interesting to play silver, while Wood noted, we're weaving guitar parts a lot more conscientiously now. We're much more aware of the gaps and the spaces between. We're on our, we're we're in our 70s, but we're still rocking like we're in our 40s, you know? Richard spoke about the future of the Rolling Stones in a live setting last month, suggesting that their next batch of no-filter tour dates could be the beginning of the end for the band's live commitments. And that's it. They still do music. They still do albums. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yes, they do. They still do it. Well, you got to admire them. you really got to admire that band. Mm-hmm. The way they do. Yeah. And have you ever seen uh, Mick Jagger on a Televites concert? 
I have on the televised concert. Stage. Mm-hmm. It's probably because of all the drugs and the drinking they did back in the past. Yeah, but I'm glad that he gave up. Keith Richards gave up back on his drinking. Uh-huh. More power to him. Right, guys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah Here's something interesting from that crazy crossover this week <laughs> um, Kate Keen is sitting in the office, right? When uh, Kara walks in the office One of the first things she grabs is A Shakespeare bust Now um, What show was... A Shakespeare bust, a bust of William Shakespeare. But you know what? You know what that really is? It's a nice tip of the hat to the 1966 Batman series because how did Bruce and uh, Dick Grayson get down to the Batcave? Well, they he would open the up. Pl- yeah. Flip over Shakespeare's head, pull the thing, open the wall, and there they went. Wow. I never figured, I never, I never didn't see the crazy crossover, so I can't say what you're referring to. Okay, well, if you go to the CW's website, they've got all three parts. So it's like, you can, you can watch it whenever. Okay. Of course, I'll be reviewing it, and then Kyle is also, he, he won't be able to communicate directly, but he will send me, like, messages like what he thought. So, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. But yes, uh it's gonna be it's gonna be really, really interesting when when next fall we got the crisis on infinite earth cross. So you can bet the leg yeah, the legends will be a part of it. Some people would love to see Black Lightning be a part of it. Only one big problem. Black Lightning's in Atlanta, the Arrowverse is up in Vancouver. That would be, almost be a logistics nightmare for this. God! What? Huh. Sandra Locke died. Who? Sandra Locke. Uh, I don't know who she is. Okay, maybe if I... Ever hear of the movie The Heart is a Lonely Hunter? Um, oh, wait a minute. She died back in November. No. Oh. Died back in November. Okay, probably what the probably her family wanted to make sure the time was right to announce it. So she was starred in a, one of the movies with Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Yeah, Sandra. It's Sandra Locke. I thought it was Sandra. Oh, and not realize this. She was born in Shelbyville, Tennessee. She was uh, um, she was in three movies. She was uh, with several movies with Clint Eastwood, including um, The Outlaw Josie Wales in '76, The Gauntlet, Every Which Way But Loose, Any Which Way You Can, Bronco Billy, and Sudden Impact, in which she murders the men who raped her and her sister. Okay. Oh, yeah. 
yeah. I think tonight is supposed to be the I think the Gemin the Geminid meteor shower tonight. Uh, not around here. I think there's too many clouds out. Yeah, same here. It's same too cloudy here. out. Yeah, so it's like, eh, what are you, it's like eh, what are you telling us this for? We won't be able to see it. <laughs> okay. Oh, I see. Oh, I'm sorry. This was posted two hours ago, and she passed away in November. Like I said, well, it, it was obviously, I found out it said it was confirmed by the Los Angeles uh, Health Department, so. Uh, she died due to breast and bone cancer, according mm. to Radar Online. Yeah. All right. She, um, she was good in those movies with Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. All right, here's something interesting. Um, have you heard about, heard about this one? Kentucky Fried Chicken is now selling fire logs that smell like fried chicken. Oh, my. Yeah, that's right. Fire logs that smell like fried chicken. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll pass on that, too. Now, Mom has fried chicken over a fireplace, but... <laughs> I'm yes, sorry, I will not... It got, what? got added to the National Film Registry by the Library of Congress. What? Well, you're not going to believe it's such a diverse, diverse movies. Brokeback okay. Mountain, Brokeback Mountain, Jurassic Park, My Fair Lady, The Shining, HUD, and Monterey Pop. Hmm, okay. Yeah. I'm familiar with a few of those. Yeah. Well, let's see. Uh, this was posted today on it's a southern on a southernthing.com. KFC is now selling fire logs that smell like fried chicken. All right. Ever wish that your house smelled like fried chicken, even when there's no fried chicken to be found? Yeah, us neither. That sounds pretty tortuous. But KFC is banking on us changing our minds about that with their new fire logs that supposedly smell like the Kentucky Teen's secret recipe. You can buy, oh God, listen to the price for this. You can buy one five pound log for $18.99 on KFC's website. That price includes shipping, tax, handling, and, and each log is expected to burn up to two and a half to three hours. It's like, really? No. <laughs> That's just wrong. That's just played silly. Whew. Uh, but it's like to... it's like uh no <laughs> no thank you yeah another way it's for like fried chicken to gouge you mm-hmm. yeah <sighs> all right well let's see let's see if there's anything else we got about how much time's left on the clock oh, just a little over four minutes. Excuse me. Uh, I'm sorry. Very, very tired. 
Let's see. Oh my gosh, listen to this. President Donald J. Trump has canceled the White House party for the media, making the decades-old tradition of a victim of his increasingly conscientious relationship with major news organizations. I think that's supposed to be contentious. Contentious, yeah, that's it. But honestly, it's like, come on. Oh, it's almost a good. The media doesn't deserve anything. Oh, whatever. If it were me running, if it were me up there, it's like, come on in. <laughs> you know. Same. Agreed. <laughs> mhm. All right. Okay, so we got we got about two minutes left. All right. So uh, basically, of course, tomorrow is I'll be reviewing Elseworlds. I'll be getting Kyle's review on it as well. So I'll be able to share that. What? Oh, yeah, me. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm super tired tonight. Yeah, part of the problem is this crazy weather. But. Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. It was in the upper 60s today. We're going to hit 75 by the end of next week. Wow. It ain't even going to feel like Christmas around here. No, it probably won't. (laughs) Weather-wise, that is. Oh, my. Right. Weather-wise. It's it's almost like it's beginning to look a lot like... Shut up! (laughs) It's beginning to look a lot like springtime. Mm-hmm. In Arizona. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. But anyway, we are. We, yeah, we're down to like a minute thirty-eight. So I'm going to go ahead and start wrapping things up here. Uh, don't forget, tomorrow night is the All Out Review Show and Naughty Mad Lives. Next, I will tell you this right now. Next Wednesday, the nineteenth, we are going to have a special year, a special recap show highlighting everything over the past year. Woo. Including so. number forty, do we have to include number forty-five? Well, well we're different. Did, well, I mean, he get, he did give one thing right. He gave us the word kofifi. <laughs> <laughs> That's about the only thing he's Which, done right. Granted, doesn't amount to much, but yeah, you know. yeah. Well, anyway. I'll wrap this up by saying, please remember to follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and follow us on our website, beyondtheairwaves.weebly.com. If you ever miss an episode, there are three ways to catch up. First, there's the Stitcher.com app, available on iTunes, Google Play, and the Amazon Kindle Store. Second, you can listen to or download full episodes of the show from blogtalkradio.com. And finally, you can find us on iTunes. Just do a search on the podcast for Beyond the Airwaves, and you'll find many of our episodes there. So with that in mind, I'm going to say love, peace, and chicken grease. Everybody have a great night. Sleep well, stay safe, and we'll see you tomorrow for the All Out Review and Naughty Madeline Show. Hey. I'm looking forward to that. I'm bringing Naughty. Oh, I'm going to load up on them, too. All right.
right, that is all for the night. And before we go, always remember... You m- I almost had him. I had him. I almost had him. <laughs> you stuttering prick, you. Shut up! Uh-huh, oh. then. I am the vengeance. I am the knight. I am... And last but not least, right here. This is the voice of the Mysterons. We know you can hear us, Earthmen. Shut up! <laughs> Woo! All right. All right, that's all for tonight. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. Night, y'all. Yana. Yana. Buenas noches, mis amigos. <laughs> <laughs>